0: It, the noise
1: cancellation is doing a good job right now well, well, it's uh, a new era here i've I've started the episode off with some tea, so my energy is at an all time smooth jazz level. so it's um this is officially now actually, we just are happy to announce that we were acquired by NPR so um oh, oh yeah because it's it, sort they were of automatic on the fucking door sort yeah. of automatic if you ever drink tea on microphone npr sort of just sort of barrels in and says you're ours now yeah um, so we're let's, happy to offer tote bags to our listeners <laughs> um as, as part of this year's fundraising goal we can also um, offer drawstring bags um so well let's let's get into the history pops. of that how did they add the drawstring to the to the bag there I do, do you not know how Drawstring... I mean, it's, it's not a just, very... just, this seems like something they the talk about on public and radio. And then it
0: tightens around it. Uh-huh. What do you want to know? You know so, what? Yeah. I'm going to say to everybody, sometimes you don't need to do a documentary on it. PBS. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Oh. Doing the history of buttons and stuff. I'm going to uh, say yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. For, that's for three people. Huh.
1: And so you're might, saying Ken Burns the- shouldn't do an 18-part thing on... Uh, the history of the the modern stapler
0: how okay has anyone yeah. ever stayed awake through an episode
1: of any of ken burns documentaries?
0: <laughs> it's, like any it's, mm. it's individual episodes
1: i think my dad was trying to tell me that he was into ken burns but couldn't quite make it through the episode so you might be on to something here
0: it, you just kind of fall asleep in the uh-huh. middle of them, and then that's how they kind of, and you go, I learned so much about baseball. Base- that's really. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> about, I
1: didn't he do-, do one on jazz? Yeah. This, yeah. It's like
0: when my mother watches any movie. And she goes, that <laughs> was all a great Ken movie. all Burns to me. <laughs> I, that was a great movie. And we're like, you were asleep. You were like asleep. It, you were snoring through it. And she uh-huh. was just like, it was
1: very good. I like the parts
0: that I saw, but I'm going to have to watch it you again. When you go to your, and then when, she falls uh, asleep the second does time. She
1: does she do the same thing with the uh, reclining seats in theaters now? Just like mm. go and... Because they basically yeah. have been like, welcome to our theater. Yeah. It's also now just a bed if you don't care for the movie.
0: It's nap time suppose suppose gonna, that you
1: wanted Aquaman to be at a two and a half hour movie and a one hour mm-hmm. nap. That's an option we offer now
0: yeah. They're, <laughs> what they're gonna offer next is like little bathroom like stalls uh-huh. for each next to each seat so that you can quickly go in still listen to the movie. yeah, come out.
1: We're gonna get to a point right where there. movie theaters are just like, individual living rooms that you can buy. So you can just sit on your own couch in your own living room, but you're in the movie theater. So you can be like texting and mm, sort of yeah. wander in and out and get snacks and yeah. uh, fall asleep.
0: Um I wish that they would just like somebody with COVID would just cough in my face when I get there, you know, to my, to the theater. just so I would know I get it. Yeah. You right. Know? Cause that's, cause then you don't have to worry I about go. it. You don't have to worry yeah, exactly. about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you got it. Right. Um, And that would be great and that would be great if a service that they could offer this is just
1: free this is free money for you out there theaters this
0: is for amc we're calling we're calling you out amc
1: uh i want to just also say amc is now standing for always give me covid the g is silent yep Yep. okay there
0: we go i want to say that every thing in your theaters amc is sticky and it's I don't all like it. sticky all the way down. And it's always on the control panel. It's always, you can see fingerprints. Like it's, they're just like, can you choose the material that looks the grossest the most, the more you people You know
1: why, Will? Because because the person who is sitting in that seat before you took their milk duds. And instead of dropping them in yeah. their mouth, they full inserted and then wrap yeah. their lips and then around they, and then they and then they and then they and slip, lick their, slip, slip, their fingers and then they press their finger on those buttons so that yeah they can and pass they, those sure and the the they really milk it to you through the button and then they brought in a five guys
0: sandwich and they start eating it because uh-huh, we just right, have right, right. lost every <laughs> sense of etiquette in this society <laughs> if somebody did that i would i would not be surprised at this
1: point you know i always feel like the jackass on the plane When I, when I go into the terminal and I like get food and then I bring it onto the plane or, or like a bus or whatever. But at the same time, like, am I, am I, am I, am am I in the wrong? Like the food, I know the food they're going to give me is going to be worse than whatever I got in the terminal. Like, do you think working in an airport is like,
0: I feel like, do you think it's like prison? Yes, I do think it's 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 bad. I think it's, I think it's probably bad because you have to going to the airport is always, they're never centrally located. Even Logan International Airport in Boston is the like ass. pretty close, yeah, and it's still a pain in the ass. Yeah. like so, imagine working because I think about this for like you know the McDonald's that's in the middle of a highway. Yeah, yeah. Who, who works there?
1: Is it people who are local or are they traveling? Do <laughs> you,
0: the you, the, you think? Do you
1: think at adults? any given moment there are just random McDonald employees driving the highways, and if they see one no. in the middle, <laughs> no, they are I obligated to either. stop and work a shift, and then they can I keep going.
0: No, I don't think there's there's traveling McDonald's. I think It's sort of, versus, of a one in like, one in one in one. I don't think there's mercenaries
1: <laughs> traveling. Like, I don't think
0: it's like <laughs> kung fu. Like you tra- I'm traveling the lands and I'm solving people's problems one patty at a time, one like patty at a time. You, oh, these you these fries are undercooked, and he goes to each one, and it's like uh, the one of the many shows of people repairing uh, restaurants, and you know what?
1: By mostly yelling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Every single one of our restaurants in Segment City has had to go through a kitchen rescue. Yeah. Every single one. I mean. They all start bad, but you know what we say in Segment City? Do it better next time. There we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we say. There you go. There there you you go. go.
0: I don't know. Anyway, my name's Will Kane, and I'm that pesky little
1: burnt fry that's under the fryer,
0: and I'm going to live there for the next 10 years.
1: And I'm Theos Apakos and I'm a I'm a mercenary in public radio broadcasting. I'm coming for you, Whoa. Ira. <laughs>
0: Ira, I want you to know that um, you might look up and see a, a little dot. Simple. Now, that little dot is, represents your death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> <then> you
1: gotta- <laughs> this week on the show, we bring you stories yeah. of being assassinated. That would actually be a great show. That
0: would be a great topic, actually. <laughs> but anyway, the, the topic of this show is we have segments each week. We get the best little morsels from the internet. And we present them to each other for for fun and goofs and gaffes. And we get all the
1: good ones. I mostly and do gaffes.
0: You mostly do gaffes. Yeah. Now, I had a, a quick little Will Stupid thought. Yeah. And I want to see if you agree with it, because it's about us. Oh, it's about us. Intimate. Intimate. Uh, I think that a difference between you and I for like things that we like. Mm. Is that I think you like things that are you know is going to be a high quality. Yes. Whereas I like things that I think are going to be interesting. Yeah. devoid of quality sometimes.
1: No, definitely. That's I would say that's spot on accurate. That is one of the okay. most insightful things about me that you've ever said. That's definitely yeah. true. <laughs> that
0: you you crave the quality.
1: Now, yeah, I don't have time for mediocre content. There's no room in my life for it. This is this is
0: extends to shows, video games,
1: yeah. um yeah, things no, like that cuz
0: I don't remember the last, like, little indie game that I remember you talking like, <laughs> about, or like the bad... Because you were dipping your toes into bad movies, and I'm you're like, ooh, I'm kind of liking the temperature. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. I've been in bad movie zone for a <laughs> while. No, but <laughs> I would is, say it's,
1: it's a bell curve, right? Where there's bad movies, there's a lot of mediocre movies, and then there's good movies. And that whole yeah. middle bell section, I'm just not interested in.
0: There... Uh, and then I would say there's maybe going to be some good tidbits in there. That's going to be some nice things. That's that going to carry I'm, you through. That's going to be enough yeah. to carry me through. If it's like, I'm, I'm going to say reasonably, if it's a shit movie with like yeah. one good scene, <laughs> I'm going to be like right, right, right. out of there yeah. immediately. But it, you got to have, a, I, I like things that are interesting and weird. Yeah. It'll
1: make me laugh. But anyway, that was just a little talk so, about just for one difference between second, us. Second reference to my dad in this single podcast so far. Oh, well, I do, I would say, I would say that, uh, I was talking to my dad, and he was telling me that he walked out of two consecutive movies that he had gone to. And I was like, whoa, walking out of a movie. Consecutive. Consecutively. He okay, he went to a- one movie, and he's like, I'm not having it. Walks out. The next movie was, again, not question. having it. Walks out. Was it the same movie? Didn't no, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. To give okay, my dad no, a little credit move here. All right.
0: Yeah so So two movies that he in in theaters he said he said i'm not having it i'm done with this i'm I'm done with it
1: yeah i'm done with it oh yeah and he's Mm. he uh was also telling me about how he gets nervous about going to like theater shows that don't have an intermission because it doesn't give him an option he wants (laughs) the option (laughs) he needs the option i I kind of agree especially i'm gonna say if your movie
0: don't be an asshole this, i'm gonna direct this directly at james cameron mm-hmm. james cameron you didn't add an interlude to your three-hour movie and that is uh torture it's like what much <laughs> you're gonna make people if you literally spend like a million dollars per minute or something like that on each minute of it make get, sure people have to get see it and don't have to run right.
1: out they have that whole app that's like tells you when you tell it when you're starting the movie, and then it'll like <laughs> buzz when it's like a good moment to go use the bathroom. Have you seen that? Oh, app? Really? yeah. Because <laughs> no, they were like reporting, like, app. all right, so the next ten minutes like is light on plot and is pretty slow. You can go to the bathroom yeah. now. It's like a thing. Perfect. Yeah, because that's always my word. I'm like,
0: I don't know if you this get this is gonna app. Be, and then yeah, I should probably get this app. That, that <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like I would need to know that I'm not gonna get locked in to it the, because then it would be yeah. just a busting thing in my pocket because during the batman which is another long
1: movie i didn't feel that it was as long so i was not i would as say this, like though running like, for it if a movie is over two hours and 40 minutes i'm almost yeah. at a point in my life where i'm like i'll watch that one at home don't need to go mm. to the movie theater for it i'll wait for it on uh on streaming <sighs> I saw Dune at home, and I kind of wanted to watch it in
0: IMAX. Like now, yeah. That's after fair. watching that's it, I was like, "Ah, oh, that was that was one I probably." And yeah. then Avatar, I was like,
1: oh, "I saw it in theaters, and it was probably good to yeah. see it in theaters because I'm never gonna watch this ever again." I bet but you it was will... also. Ugh. I bet you, when they release the second part of Dune, though, they're probably gonna have like double features where you get to get up in the middle and. Ooh, you know what? Mm. Mm. I don't think I, I. If it was two different days. I would do right. that. yeah, I could see that. Like you go on one Friday and you know the next Friday you're going to see the second part, like two consecutive, yeah. yeah. I would do that. Yeah.
0: Cuz I feel like cuz my I had a friend that invited me to uh the Hobbit trilogy oh, no. in IMAX. Who does that? And this? I said, "Oh, I barely got <laughs> through them the first time. <laughs> I'm not going to get through them another time."
1: Those seats better recline all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't that I'm fucked this Then I get my that. money back. But you
0: know what? I hope I don't get my money back on your next segment. This next segment. I'm giving you a a down
1: payment. Down payment. We're going over to the takeout for my first segment, evergreen source of content. This is entitled, The Royal Silencer Burger Takes a Jab at Prince Harry. Okay, some drama. Some Some royal drama. You know drama.
0: these,
1: <laughs> you know these, these fast royals. food
0: these these food companies are getting a little too big for the britches maybe the royals are getting a
1: little too big for their britches need to be brought down a peg think about that now we can
0: get into consider a consider this
1: now corporate owners
0: man that they're the new royalty man and they, right, they now they're actively going against the royals man it Whoa, is a man. Coo, dude. dude
1: what do you think about
0: oh. that
1: dude the article starts. Everyone has an opinion on Prince Harry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is is having no opinion considered having a opinion? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's an yeah, I'd say that's an opinion. Okay, so everyone yeah. does have an opinion, <laughs> technically. So apparently, he he came out with a newly released memoir called Spare. Mm. Spare is the mm-hmm. title of this memoir and apparently it's, it's, it's pretty uh, it's won a lot of people over to Harry's narrative of his own upbringing so he goes into how he grew up without his mother he was publicly humiliated throughout his youth and neglected by his family apparently mm. uh, but the most common critique is that Harry should not be airing out the family's dirty laundry says the article but he's been putting a, putting his family's needs before his own for his entire life and this book is his way of finally snapping Mm, this is this is very interesting this is very juicy yes what does this
0: have to do with
1: food? <laughs> <laughs> now we'll get to the food angle in a second okay <laughs> so article continues but following the release of spare not everyone seems as willing to come over to harry's side it's not mm. just the british tablets coming from him either even an american burger chain is taking some pot shots On January 10th, fast casual chain Wayback Burgers announced its latest promotional menu item, the Royal Silencer. It's an obvious direct jab at Harry. If the product's name didn't make it clear enough, the accompanying caption speaks for itself. Wayback calls the Silencer a -a one-of-a-kind burger designed to silence the urge to spill family gossip to media outlets, book publishers, and documentarians alike. Whoa! That is direct. <laughs> that is literally saying like
0: you, Prince. A- like the, you, Prince oh, Harry, shut up. Somebody who just happens to be a royal and just we won't uh, say names. publish a book about like spilling the tea and stuff.
1: The literal British tea. And then a pretty scathing extra little detail in their description. There's even a third burger patty that is quote a spare patty for the world's most notable spare. What? Whoa. F- that's, Big That's pretty was savage. there? This
0: is a new this is like a few episodes ago, I do believe we talked about something like corporate Twitter like debacles yes. where they, they said what where does this lie in that where they're like actively being like fuck you to <laughs> the sovereign rulers of this country? <laughs> I feel like this tec- this
1: this burger is like really Playing to the comedy sensibilities of like the fucking founding fathers, like what are we doing here? Roast, like just roast central, <laughs> just roast, roasting royals. Like, are we are we like about that? He's still? not going to be
0: like, let me actually uh, address the haters specifically.
1: Like, the way <laughs> like, back yeah. burger company. I would like yeah. to address. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't think so. So along with the not so subtle shade of the Royal Silence Burger, Wayback's president Patrick Conlon, offered the Sussexes some subtly shady advice. Quote mm. Remember, no matter le- no matter the family situation, there isn't a problem in the world that cannot be resolved over a good burger, said Colin in his press release. <laughs> he also presented the famous <laughs> <laughs> not I love name, that He says this Name, man name, is name like, one bur- well, name one problem that cannot be solved by a burger. Name one, please, like, I beg you. Bring me to
0: Israel and Palestine. <laughs> Get I, them to the table, and if I provide
1: them some burgers on that table, they're going to be signing any treaty. like <laughs> Any treaty. Bring me, like, uh, I, I hate to inform you, but there are countries that are out there that don't consume cow. I don't care. They'll take a look at the burger. They'll convert to cow eating.
0: <laughs> they're going to see it. They're going to say, that looks yummy. You know what? I'm going to change my entire
1: life doctrine. <laughs> I love this next quote. He also presented the famous couple, couple an offer I'm sure they won't be able to refuse. Quote, if there are legitimately royals living in the United States, we hope you'll come by and have one on us. After I we because, just did a roast session on because you. It, no, it sounds like he's like a conspiracy theory. Like so-called royals are living in this country. I don't believe it. They're not legitimate. They're just hiding out from the queen. We all know what's happening. <laughs> She's always in space, looking I, down on us. I'm not gonna risk my
0: restaurant for for the for the queen's assassins. They're gonna come for you, They're <laughs> so called kill you. A, so called prince. I love that he's just like. I don't even believe you're here. I don't believe that you're a royal. But also come on over. But come, come on, on over. over. <laughs> you're welcome. We can play
1: we could play the second the second genesis if you want. <laughs> Please. My mom says we can stay up late. Ooh. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to the article. I just thought it was pretty pretty snitty. Snitty of them, you know.
0: snooty a snooty burger place.
1: Sniping at them don't don't know why it's got
0: them I, in a bun i don't think burger restaurants i feel like have a very low amount of like snootiness that they can give off they like if did, you're yeah a vintage antique bookseller uh-huh you can be the snootiest person in the world you deserve it <laughs> But if you're like the burger man, <laughs> the big burger man who's just like I'm killing my customers, I but mean slowly. Then it's like, <laughs> as a burger man, not what best. leg
1: do you have to stand on? I will leave yeah. and go anywhere else to get a burger. I do not need to yeah. come here. We're in America. We're in America. <laughs> there are burgers are falling from the skies.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of burgers, but That's a lot of burgers. There's also a lot of mysteries to be had. What this is. In the news, um, this is. I have two articles. The first one, I'm just going to say the title of the article because the rest of it is, like, uh, the headline not, is everything. Just sad. It just gets All right. sad. All right. Um, so this is from CBS News, and it's from uh, December 2nd, 2022. So this is fairly recent. Man found with friend's severed head in car oh, no. after Vegas police chase. Oh, Quote, God. there was a reason. <laughs> no! That's no,
1: that's the end of the. That's no! the end of the title.
0: I will. I will give a spoiler for the article. He doesn't give the reason in the article. He, he, he the just. Reason. He just kind of goes, yeah, there was a reason, and they go over the entire. So it's just. It was the rest of the article is just like a bummer because <laughs> the the victim didn't deserve it. So it was just like no, I don't of course wanna, not. We're not going to get get into the rest of that. But r- I, I have, have,
1: of course, there's a logical explanation. You see. You see, I always have I want to do. And this is <laughs> just not a good situation. I thought he was the devil. And so, you know.
0: Have you not uh, been seen the devil before and then murdered the devil and gone, oh, that's just Jerry? Oh, no, it's <sighs> Jerry again. But this is another news article. Um, I'm going to also spoil it. This is about murder. But, uh, well, it's not about murder. I think it's about at least violence. This is from... Uh, News Channel 8, ABC, Tulsa, mm-hmm. um, is an article by Megan Butler uh, on, from November 27th, 2022. Man arrested after family Monopoly game turns violent, oh God. Tulsa police oh, say. No. <laughs> the Tulsa Police de- uh, Department arrested a man Saturday night after they say a family game of Monopoly turned violent. Officers were called to a shots-fired call near Admiral and Mingo just before 6.30 p.m. The caller identified the suspect as John Armstrong, saying he chased her down and fired a shot at her and her father. When police arrived, they immediately took Armstrong into custody. Investigators, I wonder if they were like straight to
1: jail. They start doing <laughs> do like bits pass, and stuff. Oh, that's a good bit. <laughs> no,
0: It's like, okay, sir. It's, it's a, the only bit you could yeah. do. Like that's, this is the only time you bet could you do got,
1: that got bet. no j- get out of jail
0: free card this time, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Investigators learned the family had been drinking alcohol and playing Monopoly. Which as I'm you gonna do. Say. It sounds like yeah, it is, f- it is as you do, but it's also a dangerous combination. Maybe
1: lock up the guns before you do that.
0: Yeah, there's, that's my uh, true crime voice, by the way, is just... Just lean in and... Then- monopoly, and I... Pension for alcoholism will
1: lead to <laughs> anything. Crime. Anything said in that voice is like, oh my, you must be right. Monopoly is a bad habit that is bad for children. <laughs> <It's> bad for. <laughs> it's and also,
0: what's up with people playing sorry? It's like, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. The most what? generic. <laughs> <laughs> what are they so games? sorry about? <laughs> also, I'm gonna bo- say that Catan is not the, as good as people say. Okay, wait, never. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, so when a fight broke out between Armstrong and his stepfather after knocking over the board game and turning over furniture they were told to take the fight outside. Hey, take the I, you hey, can take it this outside. Is, this is good journalism cuz I can imagine them being like <laughs> just tossing all the things and everybody's like, "Come on, take it outside." Hey man. Come on. Armstrong pulled out a gun after getting cut in the head. They don't say what, like, if the stepfather had a knife. really, really escalated today. it. Um, and chased his stepfather and his stepsister down the street, pointing the gun at them. He told police he fired one shot, quote, at the ground. Officers did not find the gun, saying they believe Armstrong hid it in the house before surrendering. I didn't actually hide it in the house. So I hid it up my ass. <laughs> Real quick. I was I was very quick with it. Uh Armstrong was arrested and booked into Tulsa County jail for assault with a deadly weapon. And that is the end of that article. It was quick, quick in the news. I thought they were <laughs> the other Listen, one I was kind of excited Don't get so heated about,
1: you know, Pennsylvania Railroad or whatever the fuck, you know, like, just chill out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> park
0: Street is not, uh, you know what?
1: You don't it's have to park, park place. all of your- I'm going to shoot you now. fuck. Oh, <laughs> no, not through the screen. You're going to park my foot in your ass whoa huh? whoa hey
0: this can we take a, a brief pause let's take it outside i don't i don't like that you uh threatened to quote shove <laughs> foot now the i said ads. park quote park <laughs> <laughs> I, I have i understand that i said uh-huh. the thing wrong uh-huh. but also i feel like that's a little extreme and well. now uh that we're under the hr of mpr uh-huh. we gotta be uh kind and respectful to each other um and also,
1: they I were playing Monopoly.
0: Yeah. Okay. You took my place Monopoly, <laughs> <in the laughs> and now I hate you. Go to straight to jail. Go, go oh, straight no, to hell. Not to <laughs> oh, no. And that's the end of my story. Go segment. straight oh, to
1: go. hell. Go straight to hell. <laughs> straight to hell. <laughs> that
0: would be another great one if they had, like, for some reason, they had to shoot the guy. Like, he wasn't complying or to
1: Go straight to hell. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> you what? landed on my oh. hotel, and now you're going straight to hell. He starts
0: paying them with like, "How about I bribe you?" And he starts giving them like fake Monopoly money, and they're like,
1: "No." <laughs> Eventually, we're going to get to like a headline that's like, "Monopoly debt reads to leads to real bank robbery to to pay them off." No, that's, No, please. <laughs> the company store, Florida kind of man. Like. Hasbro
0: was not st- <laughs> it's still the company store oh, no. where you could only pay with monopoly money. <laughs> with
1: Monopoly bucks. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, Sounds very on to your corporate. segment. I've got a doozy for you here. You better buckle Ooh. up and get your sun tea. <laughs> you buckle your butt in and get your fucking sweet iced tea on. I don't know why
0: this iced tea was so goddamn fizzy, but
1: oh, so woo! It's uh, it's new, new fermented like, iced tea.
0: I like that I did fully work, even though I I have a drink next to me that uh, is iced
1: tea <laughs> it is iced tea get your get your fucking iced tea decaf this is, a, iced tea. this is a deep dive from the subreddit hobby drama and it's written by it's a great write-up by the user Ooh. equivalent inflation I want to give them all the props in the world because frankly I'm just reading it and they did all the legwork I mm. did a this is a, an article entitled how to piss off everyone you've ever met so badly that they can't even be bothered to insult you the, ch- the roast of Chevy Chase what <laughs> Whoa. This is a deep dive on Chevy Chase and his mm. career and how it led to a pretty, pretty uh, horrifying roast of, of himself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I abridged this slightly just because, you know, it's, it's really long, but the original post is very good and I uh, will read quite, quite a bit of it. So going right in. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to deep dive into a forgotten corner of TV and comedy history. In 2002, Chevy Chase was roasted for the second time in the Friars Club. Despite being largely forgotten, this event would have massive ripple effects. Hmm. Here's some background. Title, this section, I'm Chevy Chase. Who the hell are you? Chase started (laughs) his career like many comedians, running around and trying everything he could, writing satirical articles, founding a comedy ensemble, working for a satirical radio show, etc. Finally, Hmm. his work paid off. He became a writer for a show called Not Ready for Primetime Players, better known by its later title, Saturday Night Live. Shortly before the show first aired, Chase was added to the cast and joined rehearsals. This became his big break, putting him squarely in the spotlight. He introduced every show but two and was the anchor for Weekend Update, one of the show's longest running bits. His catchphrase, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not, became extremely famous. (laughs) He even claimed that his Weekend Update style was a direct inspiration for later comedy news programs like The Daily Show. During the show's run, Ch- Chase won two Emmy awards and a Golden Globe for his work on the show. And many have argued since that he defined the franchise. Chase mm. was a hit at the time and was shortlisted by many as one of the funniest rising comedians in America. Someone even suggested that Chase could be the only person to replace the beloved Johnny Carson. Although Carson disliked Chase and replied that he couldn't ar- <laughs> he couldn't ad lib a fart after a baked bean dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay, yeah. That's, I don't think Chevy Chase could come up with a bit that good. <laughs> that's,
1: just, that's just gold. I had to include that line. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Chevy left SNL a few episodes into the second season, the reason for which is still unclear. Chase's official hmm. story claims that his girlfriend didn't want to move out to New York, so he decided to move to LA to marry her. In reality, he left the show purely out of a desire to make more money. But why would the show allow him and want him to see one of uh, its most popular actors gone? Well, as it would later come out, Chase was a massive pain to work with. Egotistical, cruel, and petty, he'd burned a lot of bridges with his fellow cast members, as well Mm -hmm. as producer Lorne Michaels. He returned to host season three. Chase reported the atmosphere felt poisoned against him, and he certainly didn't help himself by ordering people around and trying to reclaim his spot on the weekend update, all while using, frankly, terrifying amounts of drugs. Bill Murray, Chase's replacement was antagonistic towards him, telling Chase frankly that no one there liked him, leading Mm. to a shouting match. All of this culminated into Chase hunting Murray down minutes before the show and challenging him to a fight. If you look closely at Chase's monologue, you can see marks on his face from where Murray hit him. (laughs) Fucking wild.
0: Insane. Holy shit. Chase would go on
1: to host eight more times, racking up more and more problems every time. He'd harass female Mm. writers. He'd make cruel jokes, like telling an openly gay cast member that he should do a sketch about dying from AIDS fucking jesus jesus christ fucking
0: christ jesus and,
1: and generally be a jackass Ugh. to everyone involved this became to a head in 1997 when he slapped cherry O'Terry terry in the back of the head causing a furious well to bring in the issue to lorne michaels who banned chase from the show
0: Hmm. good
1: because
0: okay so <laughs> chevy chase i have heard is an asshole yeah, but I thought it was like Notorious. later on. I didn't know he was like this
1: early. He was already like yeah. time
0: to be as big of a dick as possible.
1: Yeah, he got like one big break and was like time to be a dick because he's notoriously hard to
0: work with. And then also like on because he was in like community the show right. that right, right, like, and that was like 2010s. Yeah, like, we'll we'll I mean, definitely he was still get to an that. asshole then. Yeah. So. So, uh, so so, moving forward,
1: either. we're past past the SNL days. Chase mm. would initially find success striking out his own, starring in a number of classic comedies like Caddyshack, along with alongside Bill Murray. Funnily enough, Three mm. Amigos, National Lampoon's Vacation, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. However, Chase's success wasn't for long. He has been in a total of sixty-two different movies and TV shows, most of which are frankly terrible. He milked yeah. National Lampoon's vacation for six total movies, with the quality going downhill each time. He also tried to launch his own celebrity talk show, which bombed and was canceled just four weeks in. His oh. most recent movie in 2021 was Panda vs. Aliens, which, if you look it up, what? I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it's oh. Panda vs. Aliens, which is, uh, yeah. After Chase's initial success, he made a bomb after box office bomb, with the failures seriously damaging his ego. He reportedly Mm. talked to a lot of shit at SNL about how everyone else had no chance at his career, at a career, so seeing his former castmates all become more famous than him had to sting. See Bill Murray, like. Yeah,
0: Bill Murray is more famous, and so is like Will Ferrell and even people who came after him.
1: Yeah, so basically he just bombed and bombed and bombed until eventually his one big later hit in life was Community, a show where he played a self-centered, egotistical old man with some serious dated views. It's like the role was made for him. Members of the cast have been frank about how they only got a celebrity like Chase for such an unknown show was because of how far Chase had fallen. And as the show turned into a surprise hit, it seemed like it might be his ticket back to the top. However, Chase had serious issues on set. His toxic behavior continued and he had serious issues with Dan Harmon. Harmon made fun of Chase at the wrap party playing some of the angry voicemails Chase had left him. Eventually, Chase was forced to leave the show after yelling the N-word during a heated argument on set. Jesus Christ. Yikes. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah.
1: Later, co-star Donald Glover would inf- c- confirm that Chase would, o- would frequently make racial jokes or insults between scenes trying to get c- Glover to crack or perform poorly. What the fuck? The behavior that Ugh. cost Chevy both SNL and community was present throughout his entire career and, frankly, his personal life, too. It'd take it, it would take too long to go through every single instance, but here are some. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's a quick list. Chris Columbus quit directing National Lampoon's Vacation before a single day of filming because he had one dinner with Chevy where he felt where he was treated like dirt. Oof! On the cast of Community, he told female cast a female cast member, "I want to kill you and rape you." Oof! Like what the what the fuck? How do you keep him on staff? I don't understand how you keep him around after something like that. Because he's
0: famous and cheap, (laughs) I guess that (sighs) you (sighs) could.
1: His wife, Jacqueline Carlin, divorced him just, after just over a year due to him making violent threats against her. During a stunt in Three Amigos, Case made a joke about director John Landis's lack of safety precautions after his last film. The film in question? The Twilight Zone, where a stunt had gone yeah. wrong and killed a man and two children. Yep. And that's Rob a, Hubel, a, a, f- a fan of Chase's, approached him backstage to shake his hand, upon which Chase slapped him hard across the face. Just like... Ugh. All right. So this, the the main story is about the, the first, the second roast. But there's here's a little context for the first roast that he went. He, he had yeah. Chase had been roasted once before in 1990 and apparently enjoyed the experience. The, ro- the roast master was Dan Aykroyd and Clint Eastwood, Neil Simon, Larry King, Robin Leach, Richard Lewis, Gilbert Gottfried, Rita, uh, Rita Rudner, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, John Lewitz, Dennis Miller, and Lorne Michaels doing the roasting. That's like a really stark studded cast.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a really good that's for really people to roast.
1: The guest and audience included many of his close friends, along with celebrities Robert De Niro and Richard Pryor, who poked fun at Chase and his career. There's no recording of it, but reportedly Chase's enjoyment of the experience was why he would agree to come back a second time. At this mm. point, Chevy was still 100% a douchebag, but his douchiness hadn't peaked yet, and his career was still looking good. And he was riding the high of Christmas vacation, and the end of his career wouldn't come until 1991, when three mm. of his big films flopped in a row. He hadn't yet been banned from SNL, and while many of the people who worked with him were aware of his reputation, it wasn't quite as publicly known. So here's the big roast number two. The roast master picked by Chase was Paul Schaefer. The roast the roasters were Todd Berry, Richard Belzer, Stephen Colbert, Beverly D'Angelo, Al Franken, Greg Giraldo, Lisa Lampolini, uh Nathan yeah. Lane, Mark Mar- Marmon, Steve Martin. It, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of Lorraine those Newman, Randy Quaid, Freddie Roman, and Martin Short. Huh. So. If you read through that list of names and recognize some of them, but not all of them, barely recognizing like any of them, you wouldn't be alone. Besides Colbert, who is still relatively unknown at the time, and Al Franken, who's famous for other reasons now, uh, there are really no famous people present. Steve Martin and Martin Short didn't even show up. They sent in a pre-recorded video, as did Randy Quaid. Uh, Not only were most of the roasters unknown to the audience, but to Chase himself, as they repeated through most of the roast, most of them were younger and knew Chase only through watching him. Only Ooh. The only three that really had any connection to Chase were former castmate uh, Lorraine Newman, SNL's band member Paul Schaefer, and Beverly Giangelo, who had played his wife in National Lampoon's Vacation. Reportedly, Chase would later ask one of the producers for the show why they hadn't invited any famous people. The simple answer is that they had, and everyone refused the invitation. A motto for the Friars Club, we only roast the ones we love, stopped being a sweet message and became a condemnation. Uh, they didn't Oof. show up to roast him because they didn't love him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> basically, he's, he's yeah. an asshole his entire life.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to. It has to be in good fun. You can't just. This is. I mean, no it enjoyment.
0: Is like, it's a low level version of like your funeral, almost. Like of like, yeah. hey, come and roast the big event that's celebrating yeah. me. And if nobody wants to even come to that one, then it's like, ugh. Yeah, not not a good sign.
1: So the jokes varied, but most of them focused around a few main topics. Number one, Chase's failed career and the number of terrible movies he's made. Uh, mm-hmm. Quote from Paul Schaefer: "You made us laugh so much, and then inexplicably stopped in about 1978, which is like <laughs> 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 Fuck. fucking yeah." That's Mark Marman said. At least I'm a nobody at the beginning of my career. This <laughs> so oh is like God. that's yeah, that's going hard. Uh, he, the,
0: these are like more serious. Cause the first one sounded like it probably had a lot of people who might give him softballs. Yeah. Like this seems like people who are like, Oh no, I'm going to
1: roast. Like I am a professional comedian. That's yeah. He's, he's you. a certified like, like flop at this point, basically. Yeah. So when you're roasting him, it's coming out of a place of truth, not out of like making fun. Yeah. Uh, the fact that so number two, the fact that none of Chevy's former friends or co-stars were willing to show up so much that they literally had a song and dance number called "We Couldn't Get Anybody Good." The song oh included the line, <laughs> "The song included the line, an OJ roast would have drawn more star power." Holy <laughs> shit!
0: <laughs> it's fucking brutal. <laughs> That's, it's it sounds like everybody else was very talented though. That the, like yeah, the, at I, least they brought in they other brought people in, around that are like laughing at him though, like actively. It's not like ribbing. Yeah. It's like nowadays just like kicking it's him all the
1: time. Number three, Chase's drug addiction, which he had struggled with for years and Ooh. went to rehab for. Greg Giraldo said, Chevy is living proof that you can actually snort the funniness right out of yourself. <laughs> <Jesus Christ.
0: laughs> wow. And num- okay. Number
1: four, Chase generally being a dick. Lorraine Newman yeah. reading from her diary about the SNL cast. Danny is hilarious and has invited everyone to his bar in Canada. Belushi is a little gruff, but he's obviously a sweetheart. Chevy said to me, "You know, the Holocaust never really happened." Wow! Yikes!
0: And I'm, you know what? I'm, I am willing to believe it because that. How do you make something up about? Something yeah, apparently like he's like
1: a really big anti-Semite too. Ugh. Yeah. So,
0: uh, he's. Am I supposed to feel sympathy for him during this story? No, I'm you're really... not. He's a certified
1: asshole who has not changed his behavior after no, years he, and years.
0: He's, he is just somebody who became an asshole, and then just continued being an asshole for his entire life, no matter what.
1: So it goes on, however, probably the most brutal roast of all came from Stephen Colbert. Unlike the others, Colbert didn't swear much or rip into Chevy's personal life. He even joked about how shocked he was by people's cruelty towards Chevy. Mm -hmm. Corbell tore Chase apart by getting deep into his insecurities, joking about his washed-up career with lines like, but for some of these people, fame went to their head, but this man never forgot him whatever (laughs) never forgot what what is this? But this man never forgot what got him wherever he thinks he is. <laughs> okay. I don't really <laughs> Yeah. And then this one. But before you attack him, think there may come a day in your darkest hour when you are a shadow of your, albeit paper thin self. And when that day comes, I hope you are cheered up by something Mr. Chase so famously said he's Chevy Chase and you are not. And if that doesn't cheer you up, then I don't know what will. like taking his own cash prize and turning it
0: on him that's fucking brutal imagine imagine being in a room where somebody says look at this poor wretched man at the end of his rope and then you're just like like, at least you're not him Roast of me yeah it's like oh (laughs) this is supposed to be fun
1: so the grand Uh, finale uh chevy took the podium when you know, they're supposed to get up and fire back and uh, yeah. not much happened. He kicked it off by saying, I agree with what everything that's been said through a joke uh, or two, then left his voice broke. As he noted that this would, uh, that this would be the time the roast got, even with all the other comedians, but they were just, there just fucking weren't any. Okay. In total, the, the whole thing took around 80 seconds. Most of which Chevy was silent for when he did Ugh. speak his trademark arrogance and brav- arrogance and bravado was gone. Chase himself admitted that after the show, he went back to his hotel room and had a breakdown. He reportedly cried for hours in a depressive state with Paul Schaefer coming in to comfort him. According to Chevy, the roast was the moment he hit rock bottom when he truly realized how badly he fucked up with his former friends. The roast truly devastated Chevy, and it would haunt him for years to come. The show was supposedly pretty uncomfortable for everybody else. Looking back Mm -hmm. at the past Friars Mm -hmm. Club roast, it's hard not to notice the difference in the atmosphere. (laughs) Members of the crew, audience, and cast have all expressed at some level of discomfort at what happened, and many of them just want to move on and act like it never occurred. So believe it or not, to just final, final thought... Believe it or not, Chevy Chase is still an asshole. Uh, he has gone in and out of retirement. Currently, stating that he's only semi-retired, and he also can, tried to convince Lorne Michaels to let him host SNL again just minutes before he walked his daughter down the aisle at her wedding. Oh my like, god! He just he's hasn't. Just a, he just he, hasn't learned anything.
0: Like he, he hasn't learned anything in a career. Like he literally, from the word go, the moment yeah. that he had any kind of power, he was just a dick. Yeah, and it's. It, Because all of his movies, he was in – things I've seen him in recently was Nothing But Trouble, which is a movie directed by Dan Aykroyd. Mm -hmm. And it's like the most insane movie. But he's so unlikable in it that you're like, I want his character to die. Like, he's just bad at it. right. And then – also, he's in um, – oh, what was the other – he was in Zoom Academy for Heroes, which yes. is a terrible, like, Tim Allen, like, superhero thing. And they have – you know you know what movie's great when they have bloopers over the end credits? <laughs> like, yeah. the, when they really need to pad the time with, like, oh, you have fun, right? And they had bloopers, but they were so uncomfortable because they are obviously, like, real end of takes. And then Chevy Chase just, like – everybody like continued like smiling if it ended the like they go cut and then he would immediately go like shut down just like dead and then face. just like
1: looked like a an asshole he just looks like yeah he, like
0: immediately just turned into an asshole again
1: Jesus so I, I
0: have no sympathy for Chevy chase
1: yeah not supposed uh, to have it just like seeing him it's like it's, a, it's like negative <laughs> career growth it's like most people go through like the
0: worst you can be.
1: It's like, you're not even looking back and having learned, you've learned nothing. You're still the same person you you are, you know, in your twenties or even earlier than that. It's just like, you have learned nothing. You have not evolved. You have not done anything.
0: How did some, like he probably had an ego before that. Cause like, how do you get that? Like he was immediate.
1: It's a, it's amazing that he was able to ride that like three movies of success and SNL for as long for an entire career. He wrote it and still managed to get into sixty-two different movies and TV shows. Like,
0: and it was only a season of of SNL. Like, he was one of the founding cast members, but it was still, like, he wasn't on it for very long.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's still a household name. Everyone still knows who he is. Yeah, he's just eh, not in in things anymore.
0: Yeah, or no, he's in Cats versus Aliens. What was it? <laughs> pandas pandas versus aliens?
1: Oh, awful, I can't. Say awful I recommend it. Shlock, Jesus. Uh,
0: but anyway, for that was a for- long
1: a long write-up. Yeah. Again, thank you to the user who wrote that up, whose name is Equivalent Inflation.
0: Well, from uh, somebody who is just an asshole his entire life, just a huckster, to um another huckster. Uh huh. We're gonna do a a very famous hoax, <gasps> and this is a Wikipedia historian. I'm I'm ready to buy in. Give me the okay, details. Well, <laughs> I'm cool. here to subscribe. You might, well, you m- might feel like it might be a hard thing for you to subscribe to because this I'm is a here to premise. subscribe. Well, this is the art. This is the Cardiff Giant. Uh-huh. This is what? a. Uh, Tell me what that means. The Cardiff Giant was one of the most famous archaeological hoaxes in American history. Oh. It was a 10 foot tall, 3,000 pound purported, quote, petrified man. Uncovered on October 16th, 1869, by workers digging a well behind the barn of William Stubb Newell in uh, Cardiff, yes. New York. 1869.
1: The golden age of being a dick. Of having f- a, <laughs> a
0: quote in the middle of your thing that yes. stub. Yes. <laughs> <which> <laughs> uh, the golden age of he's like just, just
1: tricking people because you have nothing else better to do with your time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, <laughs> they go into the reason. There is a reason behind this hoax. We will get into it.
1: It's probably because um, they
0: were bored. He covered the giant with a tent and it soon became an attraction site. Both it and an unauthorized copy made by P.T. Barnum uh, are still being
1: displayed.
0: Uh, <laughs> Wait a hold, on,
1: please, please, hold on a second. Yeah. So this dude came up with yeah. a hoax and P.T. Yeah. Barnum came along and was like, I'm stealing your stupid hoax because he I literally, know it's a hoax and I'm taking literally, it for myself. He literally took a cast of it. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) So we will will get into
1: that as well. Is that high effort or low effort? I can't decide.
0: Oh, I can't. I don't know. But anyway, this is creation and discovery. The giant was the creation of a New York tobacconist tobacconist named George Hull. He was deeply attracted to science and especially in the theory of evolution purported by uh, Charles Darwin. Hull, an atheist, got into an argument with Reverend Turk and his supporters at a Methodist revival meeting about Genesis 6-4, which states that there were giants who once lived on Earth. Being huh. the minority party, Hull lost the argument. <laughs> <laughs> you see? So he's like, you fucking idiots It says in the Bible it says they're fucking giants. Like, you, you're going to believe that? Um, angered by his defeat and the credulity of people, Hull wanted to prove how easily he could fool people with a fake giant. The idea of a petrified man did not originate with Hull, however. During 1858, the newspaper Alta California had published a fake letter claiming that a prospector had been petrified when he had drunk a liquid within a geode. Some other newspapers also had p- published stories of supposedly petrified people, and this is like the level of just like jungle man
1: found. Like they, <laughs> it's just a bunch of bullshit. I love that he stormed out of this argument. It was like, I'll show you. I'll just go find a giant right now. I'm totally going to do. Legit. A, I'm going to
0: do a whole money making venture to fuck with you. Like <laughs> just a whole crime. <laughs> In uh, 1868, Hull, accompanied by a man named H.B. Martin, hired men to quarry out a 10-foot by 4.5-inch long block of gypsum in Fort Dodge, Iowa, telling them it was intended for a monument to Abraham Lincoln in New York. He shipped the buck to Edward Burke in uh, Chicago, a German stonecutter who had sworn to secrecy. So he's doing like a multi-level. He's doing Yeah, he has other old, people involved. He's sworn
1: them to secrecy, blood oaths, all
0: that. He's doing the H. J. Holmes of like, nobody will know the full extent nobody of will, this if I just it. get contractors and then fire <laughs> them. Bercht, uh, or um hired two sculptors named Henry Saul and Fred Mormon to create the giant. They had taken cautious steps to cover up their work during the carving, and putting up quilts to lessen the sound of carving. The giant was designed to imitate the form of Hull himself. So this is another okay. <laughs> big eco thing. All right. Hull consulted a geologist and learned that hairs wouldn't be petrified. So he removed the hair and beard from the giant. The length of the giant was 10 feet, uh, four and a half inches, and weighed uh, just under 3,000 pounds. Various stains and asses were used to make the giant appear old and weathered. In order for the giant to look ancient, Hull first wiped the giant using a sponge soaked with sand and water. The giant's surface was beaten with steel knitting needles embedded in a board to stimulate pores. So they're just doing like I some... Can't,
1: I can't imagine how not real this thing must have looked. Oh, do you want to see it? I can. Pull of course up a I want to see it. Okay, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to still picture it in my mind. I'll look after. But you can send it now. I won't look it. until after. I will, I will
0: send it after we... we <laughs> I'm done reading the, the thing. Um, so they they basically wanted to make it... There's a lot of things that people do for, like... I remember making a scroll in, like, art class to, that was aged and, like... Yeah, it's like putting
1: the, the piece of paper on the tree and then doing a rubbing of it. hmm So then they... <laughs> so...
0: They bury the giant, and then they uh, they dig it out like the next day, basically. Uh, and then one of the men reportedly exclaimed, "I declare, some old Indian has been buried here, <laughs> like like a stone man." <laughs> like, Whoa! This is a fully formed man. He was sleeping. Sir? This is
1: like when somebody in a movie is a killer, and then they go, "Oh no, there's a body over here." Who is, is he Who's? still breathing? What happened? And they go, Oh, he is still
0: breathing. And they go, oh, that's great. Oh, God. Oh, that's great. Anyway, so there's ex- exhibition and exposure as fraud. On the first day, the audiences were able to view the giant with no fee charged. The next day, and this is how it always goes. Oh, this is give 10- them a first
1: world taste.
0: Yeah, a tent was set up on the Discovery site, and Newell charged each audience 50 cents for a 15-minute session of visiting the giant. The number of audiences went up. Uh, about three to five hundreds per day as the demand for wagons and carriages dramatically
1: increased. So this is becoming a big deal. And then he starts charging more, <laughs> more this and more. Is, this is when your dad pulls over on the side of the road because he wants to see the world's biggest kazoo or <laughs> some shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: this, but it's a giant. That's yeah. cool.
1: The of giant is way cooler than the
0: biggest kazoo. The townspeople also gained huge profit because of the of giant. The hotels and restaurants in Cardiff have been more customers in the past four days than they, they, they had ever seen before. Ever? Which, I mean, ever seen before. I mean, it's a oh small my. place. In 1869, like, it's not going to be, nobody's going to be going up there like, hey, what's up here? Oh, just bum-fucking-nothing. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some believe this giant was a petrified man, while some believed it was a statue those who believed it was a petrified man thought it was one of the giants mentioned in the aforementioned Genesis verse. On the other hand, John F. Boy- Boynt- Boynton, the first geologist to examine the giant, declared that it would not be a fossilized man, but hypothesized it was a statue that was carved by a French Jesuit in the 16th or 17th century in order to repress the local Native Americans. And I would like to say this is just an example of a flimflame man meeting another flam man <laughs> who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because no, he's no just like has, no this seems like a 16th century french piece to me like he has no idea <laughs> he's just making <laughs> shit up too he, he's not a uh, but andrew d white the first president of cornell university made a close inspection on the cardiff giant He noticed that there was no good reason to try to dig a well in the exact spot the giant had been found, which is a good point.
1: Why do we Uh, need a well here again?
0: Yeah, Why would you even dig in this place? Right. Um, Quote from him. Being asked my opinion, my answer was that the whole matter was undoubtedly a hoax, that there was no reason why the farmer should dig a well in the spot where the figure was found. That it was a convenient neither to the house nor to the barn. That there was already a good spring and a stream of water running conveniently to both. That, as the figure itself, it certainly could not have been carved by any prehistoric race, since no part of it showed the characteristics of any such early work. That, rude as it was,
1: it betrayed the qualities of a modern performance of a low order. So he, it's just he's like, literally roasted it. Yeah, he's just like, I can't see how anybody thinks this is real.
0: Yeah, this is obviously, why would he do it, be doing this in the first place? Two, it's obviously, like, man-made, but not, like, in a way that would make sense. This is obviously yep. fake. He's made of plaster. <laughs> like, uh, however, he was taken aback by the channels on the bottom part of the giant, stating, for such grooving to be created on local, uh, on a note, Daga gray limestone would require years. So they did, like, in some ways, like, as a good forgery, because he's like... I said this is all Flint fam, but those are some good feet. <laughs> <Those> are, they <laughs> did a pretty good job on that. Some quality feet, though. Yale paleontologist o- Othniel Othniel. I love these old names. These are such good old timey names. I'm, it begins A or O T H N I E L Othniel Othniel. Like C uh, Marsh. Othniel Seamarsh examined the statue, pointed out that it was made of soluble gypsum, which had it been buried in its blanket of wet earth for centuries, could not have had fresh
1: tool marks on it, which it did. (laughs) Okay, finally, someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Thank God. He's like, this is soluble. What are we talking about?
0: And he termed it, quote, a most decided humbug, (laughs) which is a great way to.
1: Thank you, Othniel. It is a humbug.
0: And then this is also very... Some theologians and preachers, however, defended us authenticity based on nothing. Literally, they had no basis. Like, literally, <laughs> they brought in experts and they said, this is bullshit. And they go, ah, we don't trust you. Um, eventually, Hull sold his part interest for $23,000, which is the equivalent of... Of uh, four hundred ninety three thousand dollars in twenty twenty one.
1: what? So half
0: a million dollars. He sold his his part interest for half a million dollars to a syndicate of five men headed by David Hannum. They moved it to Syracuse, New York, for exhibition. The giant giant drew such crowds that showman P. T. Barnum offered fifty thousand dollars for the giant. I don't know why he didn't go. Oh, didn't immediately that's, uh, over go to P. A T. Million Barnum. dollars. Yeah. Um, when the syndicate refused, he hired a man to model the giant's sheep covertly in wax and create a plaster replica. <laughs> oh
1: my God! So he, he just literally got a guy to <laughs> like, go. Hey, fine, can you just I'll go do it in myself.
0: there, make a quick cast, and then make a pol- just a plaster replica. He displayed his giant in New York, claiming that his was the real giant and that Cardiff Giant was a fake. PT Barnum, classic character just, as ever. It doesn't make any fucking sense for him to have a giant for like five years or whatever. When it, like he came, like when he <laughs> sold it, And he's just like, I also had the same exact thing. It looks the same too, and it's made of worse materials. Oh my god! Uh, as the newspapers reported Barnum's version of the story, David Hanum was quoted as saying, "Quote: There's a sucker born every minute," in reference to spectators <laughs> paying to see Barnum's giant. A
1: good which quote.
0: is a, which is since then the quotation has often been misattributed to Barnum himself. Oh it's my a, god, no. It's a famous quote by, like, people think Barnum it's a famous quote. Barnum stole that one, too. Yeah, there's a sucker born every minute. Um, Annum sued Barnum for calling his giant a fake, but the judge told him to get his giant to swear on his own genuineness in court if he wanted a favorable injunction. So he's like, oh you two are both Flame, flame man, and I can tell that you're both fucking assholes. So I'm not gonna, like, <laughs> unless, like, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm gonna probably, like, vote against you, <laughs> like, if anything. <laughs> On December 10th, uh, 1869, Hull confessed everything to the press, and on February 2nd, uh, 1870, both giants were revealed as fakes in court. The judge also ruled that Barnum could not be sued for terming a fake giant a fake. Hold proclaimed that he did not confess because of the pressing criticism, but confessed proudly that he intended for the Coax to be exposed to real <laughs> to reveal the tendency of Christian community <laughs> to believe in things too easily and to counter the fundamentalist belief. That and giants just make, once make a lot of money here. on the side, you know? Yeah, exactly. Casually. He's basically and he got a bunch of um, a bunch of money for it, but that's basically where the story ends. I think they both exist still. What a complete um, humbug. Oh, it was a bunch of people doing humbugs. And nothing's better than uh, when people do a humbug and then they go, they do the Spider-Man pointing. Like, uh, no, <laughs> you, know, you. you didn't. You did it. No, you had a fake. It's like you're both so full of shit and so like powerfully full of shit. It's a positive Fim So this is um, a picture of the Cardiff Giant that I just sent you. Oh, uh, old- he's got a. Can you give a little brief description of this
1: fella? All right, so he's got a big head, mm-hmm. and he's he's very gray. I mean, it's a black and white photo, so I don't know what color originally. Was. You can see his ribs. He's, yeah, he's holding gray. his hand across his. <laughs> okay, so like, they they ca- they have his hand like they have his hand just above his groin, as if nope. he's trying to like cover himself. But then his dong is just fully <laughs> fully so- out. It's like they he- they bothered to carve the whole hand as if he's trying to hide his dong, but then still carved his whole ass dong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: His head looks like Frankenstein's head. It does. It looks like it looks an like Easter a
1: Island statue.
0: It looks like a big jar of pickles. Yes. And then his torso is, he looks is like he pretty, has the torso. It is actually
1: pretty well proportioned in terms of like, I was expecting it to be okay. a lot, I, I was expecting it to be a lot worse. It's his hard to tell because it's a be black bigger. and white image, but, yeah. um, but his uh, hands are a little, little big for his frame, I think
0: his ears are too far forward his face is pretty good but he his body he has like too many ribs so he looks like an
1: emaciated dog like he's yeah he's also his uh his torso doesn't taper like his his, he's like a barrel chest because it doesn't get Mm. thinner at all it is just like statically one size
0: (laughs) i do you know what's actually a funny thing that i just noticed which is maybe i probably shouldn't have noticed this but i'm gonna say it anyway the fact that he is circumcised, even oh. though he's supposed to be like <laughs> oh. this ancient, <laughs> thousands of years old, and they're like, but he took the time to, <laughs> to cut off the foreskin because so we bad could it see it, is. it
1: because he didn't he didn't cover himself.
0: Uh, but he's apparently they they also have this is a great picture of him actually. Um, I don't know if this is drawn, but I don't think this is. This is like from the fifties, um, where it's, it's like it's like him.
1: a it looks almost like a newspaper ad. Yeah, he's, but this one makes it look a a lot worse. This one is like, he's he's lying on his back and there are two women like sitting next to him and he's very large and he's lying on like this wooden frame. But in this one, he looks like he's made of wood. Yeah, he's, they tried to make him look like that's, that's the pores, I
0: think. Like the the idea of having pores, but it's still like, he looks, yeah, he he just looks like a very, like driftwood. Yeah, like that just
1: different w- different. is on a shore and like um, i said i'm totally ready to buy in so uh, this is 100 real will i don't know what you talk about oh that's good 100 so that, real there
0: are giants and you believe in them and um that's
1: that's, that's all that's all i need that's to all hear. it is that's all we need to hear that's where we can end it actually
0: yeah um thank you everybody for listening to this episode of segment city Remember, if you have any great uh, segments for us to do, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City, or YouTube, Segment City. And if you have any reviews, remember to give us a rating and a review on like Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to us. And we'd like to give a big thank you to somebody in
1: particular. Thank you to Rachel Robeson. She does our intro music she has music everywhere it's all around you right now it's in your heart it's in your brain it's in your mind mm, <laughs> like it's in your uh, you've been indoctrinated you've been indoctrinated you and', we're, and you're and you're better for it frankly so yeah um, so thank but, you to her
0: but anyway we're gonna end uh with a new way that we are gonna do the ends we're Whoa. not just doing list of unusual deaths we're also Whoa. gonna do some I, I was poisoned Uh, please help (laughs) this one's from Germany oh this is from this is popcorn from the Cineplex Gossler wait you can get Uh, sick from popcorn in Gossler Germany ate popcorn after about three-fourth hour I felt extremely bad (laughs) I went out and vomited profusely oh no couldn't walk or talk anymore symptoms vomiting
1: (laughs) are we sure that this is not just from james james's avatar 2
0: okay maybe maybe they threw up because they saw avatar 2 is that what you said yeah yeah they
1: were uh, i mean Mm, perfect you know (laughs) maybe a natural response
0: yeah maybe And this is just one more. This is from a chicken sandwich from McDonald's on North Highway 75 in Denison, Texas.
1: I 100% believe whatever this person has to say.
0: 8 at 6 p.m., nausea at 9, that continued up until 1040 while I am writing this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's like <laughs> hunched over Dear the keyboard. Diary. S- send, g- send help, please. The, the people so have to know
0: about this chicken sandwich. <laughs> on if I die, let them
1: know that the chicken sandwich did it to me. After vomiting, symptoms seem
0: to subside dramatically. We'll update with a new lifting listing <laughs> if this doesn't get better.
1: <laughs> I don't think we need an update. Thanks, though. 89 <laughs> hearts
0: and likes. 89 though. hearts and likes. Pretty yeah. good. So, <laughs> 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 is, I mean, that is just a normal McDonald's experience, though, is vomiting God after is. going, I feel better now because I don't have now, McDonald's. Don't, it's, in me. My body did its job. But you know what? That's, we did our job. And we, we hope did, you didn't we, vomit. Yeah. We gave you laughs so that you wouldn't, it would keep your mouth. Uh, preoccupied, so that you wouldn't vomit.
1: You know what they always say: if you're laughing, you're, you're not, not puking. That's what it, that's what my grandma would tell me all the time. All the time.
0: Stay safe. Stay, stay safe out there. Stay. Stay safe, Grandma. <laughs>